I'm just going to see if you start talking. Welcome in episode 45 of Beers and Beards podcast. I'm David McKinney. And I'm Gary Thomas. And we are inching closer to number 50. That's almost, a bit, yeah. We're almost at our one-year anniversary. What yeah, do you fi- get? What do you get for a podcast one year anniversary? Paper anniversary. Diamond. Yeah. No, I feel like it's not like it's a paper. Ma- this is. Paper? It's more dedicated. I feel like you're more dedicated to, to a, a podcast one year to- podcast than to a marriage. I know because that's like very a marriage is passive, right? You don't have to do. You don't have to like go re- record your marriage every. Well, you do. So, yeah. every week <laughs> but you don't have to go record your marriage every week this podcast like we have to make an effort and and well and i'm i'm just gonna stop because i already have said shit that i regret on this podcast are we gonna have to have a retraction <laughs> next week no but i'm saying that it's this is active and that's passive and and it's it like i don't know i i love being married i'm almost at two years of marriage believe it or not so, oh that's cute yeah that's the cotton anniversary so we're going to, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to get our t-shirt. This will be our 18 year anniversary. 18 years. Of, of your, so, you and your wife. Yes. Yeah. And you, yeah. you were what? Six when we got married? No, <laughs> I'm 31 now. So 25, I was, uh, you weren't 25. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was six. No, I was 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was 13. Yeah. We had some kids sneak in for the free booze and they're, they're a little At older than wedding. 13. Yeah. They were my brother-in-law's friends. He was still <laughs> in high school. So it's been a fun week. I got like any chance. I don't know if you've run into this. I feel like I'm more social than you. You probably go out more, but I'm more social. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're probably in more social settings, but I'm more extroverted when I'm out. Uh, yeah, so I would agree for, with that. So for bourbon notes on Thursday, I copped just a just a drink of Bob Dylan's whiskey. Like they hand, like here, take this and try it. So it's and apparently he's supposed to be trying to make a bourbon in Nashville. Where'd you get that from? Um, Rick Armstrong, who had a bottle of Blanton's and a bottle of very old, no, old old Fitzgerald. Okay, the original. What, like, what, yeah, like uh, he said he didn't have the heart to open it. <laughs> um, So we were at his, we we're talking around his bar, and he's a huge Bob Dylan fan. And he's like, oh, here's this. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. He's like, well, here, take this. Try it. Try the last bit of it. So on Bourbon Notes this week, I'll try that. Is he a huge uh, fan of the podcast? Has probably had no idea. But I got to talk about bourbon and stuff like that. And he's in the hardwood business. So he was telling me about, you know, the oak barrels. And I was like, they've got to be at a, at a net loss. He's like, oh no. He's like, they, more is grown per year than what is used, which is amazing to me. Yeah. So that I didn't know. Especially because they can't reuse the barrels. Like they have to be new, new barrels. Mm -hmm. We talked about cancel culture. And I told him that you were a fan of Harry Truman. Yeah. And so I think Harry Truman was running for some office in Missouri and the, the, his political party was like, Hey, you need to pay your $10 and join the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, he did. And he did. 
And then he thought better of it and went and got his money back. <laughs> yeah. At least, uh, yeah, th- that's the whole interesting thing of like going through, like I'm fascinated by, pr- by like the presidents that aren't the ones that you first think of. Right. So you don't think of like, you know, presidents like Truman's probably halfway through the list of, of who you would think of, but he just is fascinating me because he had, he went through such an interesting time. He was a world war one veteran uh, and then kind of, you know, tried to open up his own retail business and then got involved in the political machine sort of thing in, in St. Louis and was in, involved in that. And that's how he actually ended up in the Senate um, and was kind of a no name in the Senate. And during world war two, he, started the Truman committee and basically said, well, yeah, we got a, a, a war going on, but we shouldn't be spending all this money. And that's how he made a name for himself. And that's how he became vice president. FDR died. Boom. Dropped a couple bombs into world war two. Uh, and then, you know, led into the Korean war. Um, but that was just such a, that's such a fascinating time. Um, it, it, I, I would talk yeah. about this because, <clears throat> They're in Chicago. It's the Democratic National Convention, right? And back in the day, those things were lit. Yeah, like it I can was imagine. a fever pitch, and there's all these backroom dealings. Well, Wallace, the vice president under FDR, the, the current vice president, was set to get voted on and be the nominee again. It, so, for instance, in today's time, the guy picks their running mate and there's right. that's it. There's no, nobody votes on, but back then the democratic party or, you know, the Republican party also picked the vice presidential candidate. <clears throat> so it's like late in the night, buck wild. Wallace has enough votes to win. All of a sudden they call it <laughs> for the day. Yeah. And no big deal. Wallace has the votes. Come back the next day, Truman wins. Which is <laughs> those are the backroom dealings, man. And, and that's, that's the, the thing too is that that's that House of Cards type shit. He was like a, a product of the backroom dealing a lot of it, but for for everything that I've read is he wasn't necessarily actively involved in it. It was he was the he was like the candidate of like he's hey, the prop uh, man. Yes, he's the the guy that they held up. Which it's interesting. Uh, one of the one of the worst presidents of all time, Warren G. Harding, who is a Ohio guy from Marion, Ohio, was kind of the same way. And that's how he he became president because he looked presidential, basically. And that was a huge is that, mistake. Is that why Taft got elected too? Because he looked presidential. <laughs> yeah, like he looks like it would look like me. <laughs> yeah. Get stuck the, in the bathtub. Yeah, but I'm I'm just about done with Ron Chernow's book on Grant, who is another fascinating character in history. He was like, and he's a troubled man too, right? Yeah, he would have been a fan of this podcast because he liked to drink, drink, <laughs> get buck wild. I don't know. Yeah, but. he wasn't necessarily a get buck wild person, but I I know that he he had some demons. Like, I feel like yeah from from look at the time period he was in, right? You know the wars and. And another guy that didn't necessarily want to be president, and they were just like, "Hey, you're you're president." And he's like, "Oh, well, shit. Okay, I guess I'm president." <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's his what's his what's his gig pay? Yeah, he was actually he didn't want to become president because he didn't think that it would pay enough. Because he, he like there's a lot of presidents throughout the the history that weren't rich, but and he didn't think that eight years of I think it was like twenty thousand dollars at the time 
And he said, I can't really make any money after that. Uh, meanwhile, we've had presidents recently that have shown that you can definitely make more, oh, you yeah. make way more money after. Um, but he wanted to go, uh, I, I think it was, uh, I think he wanted to like go and, and be like a, um, like a military, like almost like a consultant to where he said, Hey, I can do this in perpetuity until I die, or I can be president for basically for eight years at 20 grand. I don't know if that's enough money to, to retire on. He didn't have his yeah. 401k set up and stuff like that. So Anyway, welcome to the presidential <laughs> podcast. Uh, this no, rolls no. nicely into David and I, mano y mano, head to head in a quiz bowl. Obviously, you can tell we, we've got David more than me. I've I've got a very closeted, nerdy side to me when it comes to pop culture <laughs> and positive and history and things like that. It doesn't come out a lot, but. We have to establish some ground rules. So, David, you've started working on some rules. Uh, yeah. Joe Saunders is going to be our moderator. Which nobody knows who that is. But people said, uh, Joe. I, I texted Joe, and he was laughing. He said, well, people might think that it's Joe Saunders, the bassist. Or I was like, well, they, al- they also might think that it's sportscaster John Saunders. Yeah. Uh, from, I guess he's on e- ABC. Like, they don't know. Who, yeah. Like, they quickly name recognition. Um you can get you can get a long way just on on name recognition right there's there's a guy in uh in in the senate right or in i think he's in congress that's named uh john r kennedy just basically he has no relation to the kennedys but he just has the name kennedy and you get elected and he's from louisiana he is he's a little feisty too yeah um but so so we are going to do a, a quiz bowl competition. I'm going to write down the rules because I might not remember them after we have a couple of beverages. Right. But no. So I'm thinking we do like sort of a back and forth style. I think it, because we don't necessarily want to buzz in and, and things like that. Um, we don't really have that capability, but we, I want to oh, get it. I can get that yeah. technology, which would be fun. But I think it for us, you know, whatever, talking over each other. It'd be fun for each one of us to have questions. So do like say 15 questions, one question per round for each of us. Right. But is that how trivia nights usually go? Like they sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And then each, but we both have the same category for each round. So like round one category sports round two, uh, Harry Truman round three uh, types of bourbon. But then so Joe writes the questions and so that we know that there's no, cause Joe is my brother-in-law. Right. Uh, from the jump. Listen, I've already got <laughs> so, impeachment on deck. Yeah. So blind questions, but then we go back and forth picking with say, I want question one this time, or I want question two this time we go back and forth on picking which question we want. That way it's luck of the draw or unluck of the draw. Cause as much as you try to make questions fair, right. It, you don't necessarily know. I mean, there's going to be some that are easier than others. Right. Um, and a lot of it's just what you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? And then I also want to involve a like a steal component. So if one of us doesn't know it, the other person can steal that. Well, how will we know that answer. if we're writing, if we're just writing it down? You no, know, you say it out loud. So, oh, so he will read yeah. the question to us and yes. then we... Yeah. Not write it. We you say it. So each one. So we're not. We don't get the same question. Gotcha. 
we get different questions, but we pick the questions or we could write it down or whatever. But I think it would be right. interesting if we, like he says, Gary, your question is who was the 13th president of the U S and then you answer incorrectly. And I steal Miller. Fillmore. Say, it was, uh, yeah, no, was it Paul? <laughs> Polk was 13th. Uh, so you had you thinking you would yeah. have been, cause I say it, listen, all my bullshit, I say stuff so confidently, people never question me. Do you think you'll fool the judge? If you say it confidently, he's like, actually, let me actually. let me double check that. <laughs> Do we get a so, challenge? Can we challenge? Yeah, but we have to, our hands have to be showing so that there's no quick Googling of the questions. Well, we'll give I mean, Joe our that, phones. But, yeah. <laughs> um, do you, so we can either do this like live via streaming or we can do it live in person. I said we do it in person. That might be a little harder. Um, wow, well, just tell Joe to come to your house and we'll do it. That's true. Yeah, we can. And here's how here's because simply for the reason, David. Because you want to get me drunk. That, and <laughs> I think I'd have to go back into the archives. I think I'm undefeated in whatever challenges, whether it be bets or whatever that we've done. Yeah. So, yeah, you might be. But it's, it's, but uh, luck runs out, right? Let's say let's bet on who's going to go further in the tournament, Moorhead State or Ohio State. As somebody who consumed a lot of basketball yesterday. Yeah. I will say that I, I don't count anybody out or count anybody in, if that makes sense. Like this is the quirky, weird season where the teams that have had players that played more together in the past have done better. Um, yeah. And just like Moorhead State, to use them, they play West Virginia. West Virginia lost in the in their tournament. Yeah, in the Big 12. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. You know, more rest, whatever, but MSU played last week. So they – let's take that as a factor. MSU surging, right? They Their foe in Belmont – Beat the brakes off of them the first game that they played this season. Yeah, didn't Belmont, Belmont lose? Lost before they got to the finals, right? They lost to Eastern Kentucky, yeah. and then they lose to MSU in the championship game of the OVC. But at one point, Belmont was the hottest team in the country, right? So there was a chance that I mean, they were Belmont was potentially going to be an at large, like they were kind of on the bubble. But it's just such a small conference that it's hard to get multiple. Multiple teams in. Yeah, from, even in the years where like more. Is it Ohio Valley? Ohio Valley, yep. Yeah. Um, See, I would have got that question right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, you know, there's been years where there's been a Austin P, Morehead State. Like there's been some really good one and two teams in the conference, and I've never seen two get in. It's always just been that, right? The it's been a and and for me not following that conference closely, but it's been like Belmont has kind of run that conference the last like twelve to fifteen years. I mean, they're in the tournament a lot. Oh, Belmont's only been the OVC for like three years. Oh, well, they've been they yeah. even ran it before they so got in it. it what's crazy <laughs> to me is from Mount Star in this small town here. Um, I know somebody that went to Belmont, and Belmont's like. A musical school, like that's where you go for like yeah. music therapy, or you want to be in the music field, or something like that. So it's odd that they 
you know, I can remember MSU football playing Belmont. I think the first year that Belmont had a football team and they did a running clock, it was that bad. Like, you know, so yeah, I don't know. So, but the, but the tournament for me, I can remember even going back to like the Thursdays and Fridays being in school and in gym class, they had the TV on the cart. I don't know yeah. if you've lived that life, but then they would show that it was just always because Kentucky was all always in the running. Yeah. Like they could be a eight seed and still be in the running. How crazy is it this year? No Kentucky, no Louisville, no even NKU, which has been real. I mean, NKU made it to the tournament last year when it was canceled mm-hmm. um, out of the Horizon League, and no NKU, no Kentucky, no even no other schools from Kentucky, right? If I'm if I'm correct, Morehead State is the team out of Kentucky that makes the NCAA yeah. tournament. So when they won, we immediately were like, "We're going." You know, my wife played basketball for MSU. Um, we all my friends went there. So we were like, we're going to go. And it's so clustered in how it's set up, right? Because there's so many different little gyms around Indianapolis. Uh, there's yeah. like Bloomfield and Terre Haute and all these other places that they're, and each gym had different restrictions. So at the time, we didn't know where they were going to play. We just wanted to get tickets. And like, so I'd look at one gym, no, no fans. The next gym, only players and school officials, like right. players, families. So, Super weird. The yes, yeah, so do are they playing on Friday or Saturday? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. Because that's the weird thing too this year. So I always the thing I love about the tournament is it starts on Thursday at noon. So you're like your work week is done at noon on Thursday, right? You get everything done before lunch, and and hopefully my boss isn't listening. But hey, did, did you, you ever use done? the? Uh, if you're on CBS, they'd have the button you the could bo- click. The boss button. I actually yeah. did. So a couple years ago. I really did. I li- I was like in a job where I was kind of on my way out and I didn't really have much to do. And so I'm sitting there at my desk all day at my cubicle watching basketball on the boss button. And it, it pops up a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet has like fake stuff on it, but it has like funny stuff where it says like, you know, it has like chances that your boss will catch you or something like that, like a, in a chart. It's awesome. But I don't think that that'll be used very much this year because no, everybody's working from work home. from work from home. Uh, and, and I, I don't know, I don't know if I, I'll have to see, I have to experience it to see whether I like the, so it's Friday and Saturday is, is the round of 64 and then Sunday and Monday is the round of 32. So I don't know if I like that or not yet. We'll see. There's no playing games, right? They didn't do that this year. There is. So there are playing games. And then, so there's the first four, which is Thursday, um, and, and, uh, uh, Michigan state and UCLA. And that that's gonna be a fun game. In a playing uh, game, yeah. Two, Isn't this like eleven weird? seed? It's yeah. like this a weird no Duke. alternate universe. No Duke. North Carolina is like an eight seed. Gonzaga and Baylor Rick Pitino are number one seed. Slides back into the NCAA tournament with Iona. Like noted okay. noted basketball school. Michigan is a is a one seed. I mean they that's because they don't have a football team, right? So <laughs> I mean Michigan's uh, not been relevant since Chris Weber. Alabama is a two seed, which is amazing. Um, but someone uh, posted, um, "Wouldn't it be hilarious if it was?" Because uh, I think they're all in four. They're all in four different uh, brackets. But it was uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson in the <laughs> in the final four. <laughs> that would never happen again if that 
that came to fruition. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, but yeah, so we uh, we don't really talk a lot about basketball, but I, I I'm curious to see everybody. How this I, but I think the the NCAA tournament translates to everybody, whether you're a basketball yeah. fan or not. Just that, and it's weird now. Just because so many teams would be start stop like right you know and then I was listening to a local radio show a local call in show after Kentucky's loss in the SEC tournament and I forget because I've been in it my whole life for forty years I've been I see that all around me but I forget how just turncoat these some bitches are on UK basketball. <laughs> I mean, geez, it, it started, you know, as long as they're winning, everything's good, you know, right. But like we're the winningest program in the history of NCAA. Uh, so you have to be great every year. If you're not making the final four, like a sweet 16 is like 38th place for us. And I say right. for us, I don't even give a shit. I hate Kentucky. I, but how annoying would it, it's almost like Ohio State football fans. Like it's so fucking annoying. And it doesn't matter like if the, you're in Pikeville or Mayfield, it's Kentucky basketball. I'm like, hey, none of these guys represent who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the the amazing thing with like Ohio State football though is that in Ohio State football and a and a lot of there's some areas in the SEC that are like this, some that are not, but Fans support the team no matter what. If the team was four and eight, fans would support the team. If the team that's is how Kentucky and football and, is, yeah, and that's it's just social fodder until basketball season starts. Football is like it's just yeah. because they sell out every game. Every game sold out, whether they're a two two game win or the, you know they're going to go play in the uh, Michelin Bowl or whatever, like, <laughs> or they're not playing in any bowl, and they or if they have a wide receiver playing quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, how many brackets do you fill out usually? I'm, you know, group like in my same fantasy football group. Uh, it's just those guys. That's it. I yeah. usually that's all I do. My buddy Matt Stokes. Every year, Morehead State's in the tournament, which has been twice in the last picks decade, them to go all the way. Picks them to win the national championship. <laughs> they have a. I mean, I I like. I'm looking at the 14 versus threes. You got Abilene Christian in Texas. Um, that doesn't do anything for me. Eastern Washington and Kansas. No. Colgate and Arkansas. Colgate was like 14 and one. Um, they didn't play a lot of games. Arkansas is not that good. I just watched them play yeah. yesterday. They are not. I don't know how in the world they got a three seed and like Oklahoma State is a, as a four seed. Um, anyway, not to get too deep into the weeds, but <laughs> the, the 14 over three, I could see Moorhead State beating West Virginia. I mean, Moorhead State got blown out by Ohio State, but they got that kid that's a freshman grooms or something, Tombs. He looked good. Um, and I don't know how he ended up at Moorhead State because he <laughs> must have been must have been grades or something, but um they've got some they've got some talent on that team. Like you could see it when they played I actually watched the game when they played Ohio State because we talked about it back in I think it was in November or maybe mm-hmm. even December. Um but they've got some talent and they I, and West Virginia is a team that plays like low scoring games. And if you get a team that gets hot and can score, you can score 65 West Virginia on their defense. They're probably not going to score 65 points. Like with that. Now, Bob as, which he was there b- before your time because Bob Huggins was, to. was a Cincinnati man goes to West Virginia, still an asshole. 
Yeah. Like he just seemed like a grumpy old man. Probably his cool as hell to be around fit, with. Yeah. His personality fits West Virginia basketball perfectly. It's like mountain man. But he had the team, I think it was the year 2000. People were talking about this where he had the best team in the country with UC and Kenyon Martin. And Kenyon Martin got hurt like right, right before the tournament. Um, that's like one of the team, one of the what if teams, and the team that's always been the what if team, like they've gotten so close and they've been good for so long. But honestly, it's they don't play anybody before the tournament. Is Gonzaga? They're the number one overall seed. They're undefeated, twenty six and zero. And I think this might be. I hope it's might be year. the year. I hope but it, it's they, year. they, I mean, you look at their teams they play in their conference, and they're all so bad. They're in Spokane, Washington. Like yeah. what? What, where are you going to go? Like, they'd be better off playing colleges in Canada. Right. Well, luckily, I mean, they've got BYU in their basketball conference now. So, and BYU's in the tournament this this year. So, they at least have, like, a, one foe. And, like, Santa Clara has been good different years. Um, uh, Steve Nash is alma mater, Santa Clara, uh, who is from Canada, actually. So, the, hey. yeah, they, they play can- Canadian teams. But I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. I'm really curious to see how the one – I mean, I, as a fan that's watching it on TV, the one – basically one state. But it is cool that it's being done in Indiana. I wish they would have done some games. Maybe even the playing games would have been awesome in the Hoosiers gym in Indiana. I don't know if you've ever – if you, I'm a huge – that's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Gene I wish Hackman they would have done – it's probably not set up well enough for like actual TV, but they could have done a 16 versus one game there or like yeah. some of the, the games where it's 16 versus 16. That's like who that's probably more fans than would fit in their real uh, arenas. <laughs> like, but yeah, that, that would have been cool. Um, that's like on my bucket list to go. Cause you can go during normal times and just like go and play pickup basketball in there. Um it's like <clears throat> east of Indianapolis and in, in, uh, on 70 in Indiana. But it is cool. They're doing uh, Terre Haute, which is uh, – I think that's where Illinois or Indiana State is. There's a bunch of stuff in Indianapolis, some stuff down in Bloomington, which is where IU oh, yeah. is. So, um, very. I think it's cool. Um, I'm excited. I wish they would have pushed the tournament back a week. And then from today until like next – thursday they could all the teams could have had like a full 10-day quarantine everyone gets to indianapolis like tomorrow and then quarantines until day of the game yeah because we don't know what's going to happen with that yeah there are like four teams there's like four replacement teams that can be up until uh i think tuesday Um, but before that or after that it's if if a team has to drop out then it's it's a no contest and whatever that team advances so well, if you've wasted your first thirty minutes listening to us ramble on about presidents and basketball, uh, let's let's do some drinking. But first, let's uh, let's lubricate that in with a Kentucky senator who's yes. not who's not well liked. Damon Thayer He's a state senator, right? Yeah, state senator. Yeah, Damon Thayer. Uh, and so Kentucky politics, we have it's op it's all Republicans in the House and Senate and a, and a Democratic governor. And so this legislative session has been all about limiting the governor's powers. It's been so, like, weird. Nobody, they didn't give a shit about nothing else, just <laughs> taking powers away from Andy Bashir. So he's he's come up with this $200 a bottle Kentucky senator. 
uh, which yes. was popular back in the day, but it it was never. It's funny. It was on Forbes. Uh, it talked about it was never never reached the same level of prominence as Old Crow, which is a eight dollar bottle of bourbon, <laughs> and Chicken Cock, which I saw. Did you ever get accepted in that group that I invited you to? I don't remember you inviting me, but uh, uh, I haven't gotten uh, in any groups. So I invite you to this bourbon group. It's it's weird, okay. but I saw I saw I say this because I saw somebody post a bottle of chicken cock, and I was like, "That's interesting." But these were like Old Crow still around, you know? It's in the yeah. Bardstown area. Um, but w- what's odd to me is a two hundred dollar bottle of bourbon off the bat that without really knowing if it's good or not. I think that's to recoup some of the startup maybe you right know, because when you look at it, it, it they're it's probably not a huge operation um they're hoping that the senator like it's gonna be maybe they're just wanting it to be a collector's i don't know but when there's yeah. such good bourbon at you know under thirty dollars it it would be hard for me like if they wanted to give us a bottle to try for the podcast i wouldn't turn it down <laughs> yeah this is an interesting. So it he is. I guess the idea is that they're going to honor a senator, a Kentucky senator, and the first one is interestingly Alvin Barkley, who was senator from Kentucky and Harry Truman's vice president. So uh, it's uh, interesting place to start. So it's got a he acquired it on the open market, so he bought barrels, um, and it is a mash bill of seventy eight point five percent corn. 13% rye and 8.5% barley. His, so depending on how long that age, that's going to taste like straight up um, yeah, starch. So, yeah. Moonshine. So it's a 15-year bottle. So he bought 15-year bourbon. So he bought fi- a, a bourbon basically from like probably like a, a MGP or someone like that that sells to like some of these that are just brands. Um. So that's interesting. Yeah, if we wanted to do a beers and beards bourbon, we could have, we could buy that and have it bottled, but never, never made it. Yeah, you know, and it's only this bourbon is actually also only available in Kentucky, which is another interesting thing. Where but. I think, where I think that should be the rule, like your first run of whatever, like when when Buffalo Trace comes out with Blanton's and E.H. Taylor, that you should only be able to buy it in Kentucky for the first month. And then it can go wherever. Yeah, that'd be cool. So you've got we did. So a, we've talked about this. Yeah, tell yeah. Us, tell how how I come about this. So then. you picked and and interestingly, you actually. So I kind of thought they were way on the opposite end of, and kind of in most areas they are on the opposite end of the spectrum. Two different bourbons that you hadn't seen. You went to a different liquor store. I think you said you went to Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. Liquor store. You don't normally go there. So you found. Uh, Old Granddad, right? which we talked about. Harry Truman drank either Old Granddad or Old Fitzgerald every morning um, for breakfast. And then you also had Old Forester Statesman. And we did a poll on our Instagram. And I was shocked by this, that Old Granddad won by a, like two two to one, basically yeah. 67% of the vote. People, I don't know if they, they want you to not have good bourbon or people know something that we don't know. So this is a uh, is a hundred proof high rye bourbon, right? Yeah, bottled and bond in accordance with old granddad himself. I don't know who old granddad is, uh, but and the government. It's distilled under the requirements 
basically the whole marketing is, hey, we we did what we were supposed to do to make this. There's no fluff or anything like that. Uh, I think this is four year old. Yeah. So yeah, old granddad is created by Raymond B. Hayden and named after his grandfather, Meredith Basil Hayden Sr. So this is made by Jim Beam, right? I, I don't know if it still is, but it was, yeah, is distilled at Jim Beam. Yeah, distilled and bottled by the Old Granddad Distillery Company, Claremont, Kentucky. Introduced in 1840. Uh, oh, I got a text I need to uh, tell you about before we get into this. As like every week for the last 43 weeks, our bourbon is sponsored by Beard Octane, and I got a text from the people at Beard Octane. If I can find it, Joe Octane. <clears throat> Beard Octane uh, wants you to head over to the App Store and download the brand new, super spiffy, ever so majestic beard curling app that has been released by Beard Octane. Also, be sure to check out the Luck of the Beard giveaways going on right now. Head over to Beard Octane, and uh, you can save ten percent by using promo code Beers and Beards Beers Beards Ten. Also, uh, download the new app and check it out. People buy stuff from podcasts, too. I bought uh, some shorts from uh, Two Bears, One Cave. They're super comfortable, by the way. Bear bottoms. Uh, we have tried shorts. multiple times to get the slippers that Bert wears, and they're always sold out. Oh, really? What are the? I, I don't, he hasn't talked about uh, it. Since I've only been in like a week's. Ooh. Oh, granddad, hundred proof high rye. Right off the bat, it's you know, of high, right? So this is a little something different for you. Also, I've been reading some nice re- reverb in the background. Was that? Yeah, I forgot. Dave it's was like, loud. "Don't don't hit things on the desk because it's loud." First thing I do, slam it's the like bottle a- down. It's like a prison desk, like a metal, full metal prison desk. So this desk, I will probably leave at this house when we when we move, because it it's an old school desk. It weighs about seven thousand two hundred fifty pounds, um, <laughs> and so a little behind the scenes, when I first started podcasting in this house, I had it in our spare bedroom, had it all set up, had my nice PC, all this. And then I got my wife pregnant, and we needed that room for my. You couldn't have put the the baby in the basement. The baby can sleep wherever, you know. And oh. Looking back, like if you think about having kids, they can sleep in desk drawers or <laughs> really whatever. They don't care. They don't know. So right. we we had to move this to the basement. My friend Matt came over, and it literally took. So you you see my house like we went out the front door and around the steep downgrade into the basement. And yeah. it was a bitch. And I was like, I will never. If someone wants to come get it, move it themselves, they can have it. If not, it's staying here. There you go. Free desk. Whoever wants to move in. Free we'll desk. Yeah. We'll, we'll put Gary's address on our uh, oh, David. social media. <laughs> this is smells like rubbing alcohol. Really? With a hint of corn. <laughs> and, and a little bit of rye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so like one day I want to line up every bourbon that David's not tried 
and be like, just smell, smell these and then pick you a couple to drink because I'm like, when I do this, it sucks that we're not in the same room because I want you to be able to smell what I'm smelling. I want everybody out there to be, to smell what I'm smelling. If you smell the rocks cooking, what the Gary's cooking, I can tell this is going to be powerful. Well, I mean, it was, it's making my mouth water though. <laughs> Hi, Ra, hundred proof old granddad. This is for you, Harry Truman. That's not, Oh, there it is. <laughs> it takes a little while. <laughs> Super starchy on the finish. Uh, I, I had, there's hints of nutmeg. Maybe a little. No, it's alcohol. It tastes like alcohol. There's notes of alcohol, like <laughs> and some nutmeg. I feel like we can set bur- this bitch bur- on fire. It's-, <laughs> it's more of a rye whiskey taste, honestly. Like you know, we had the rye at uh, Dreaming Creek from uh, what was it, Wilderness Trail? Yeah, I had a lot more of it than you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a driver. It tastes more like that, but this is a high rye formula. Granted, if you ask David and I, what what's the mash bill you want? I want 52% corn and wheat. That's what I want. And I want it about 78 proof. It's a little hot, but it doesn't burn. It just has that starchy. Like, I would like to know how many people have had legit moonshine. Have you had legit moonshine? I Not had, like the Smoky Mountain moonshine, like legit. No, but I went- so I went there and they, they give you like the tastings. And the first one they give you is like the, the 180 proof, just straight moonshine. And then they're like, well, we also got some for the women that is that mixed. It's like the watered down version of it. It has no flavor, straight moonshine, and it will burn you up. The, the reason why they start with that. And I was joking with the guy after, after I bought some of the moonshine is like, the reason why we start with that is because once we get that in you, you're buying, you're leaving here with some moonshine because <laughs> you're going to buy something that, because everything else tastes amazing after that. It yeah. has no flavor and tastes like fire and lights you up. So then next one is like, Oh, apple pie, pumpkin pie, uh, Chinese, uh, five spice, <laughs> like oh, candy. Yeah, all those. Yeah. Cotton candy, rainbow sprinkles. What do you think? there's about a three second delay on that finish. Honestly, this is one of the most delayed finishes I've ever had. Like it's fine. Yeah. I get that with rye too. I, I like rye beers. I, I just brewed a rogan beer, which is a just rye and a base malt. And it smells like rye bread, right? Which I love rye. Yeah. I like rye bread. I was like it. And it take you drink it. And you're like, Oh, there's like not a lot of flavor aftertaste. And then it hits you. It hits you like in like the, and like your jowls, like in your jaw, like right at the end, almost. Um, this is like the the finish wants to get settled nice in your belly, and then be like, like blowing fire straight up. <laughs> it's not. It, I, I say that it's not like super hot and spicy, but you get that very starchy, tilted with rye at the end of it that. Like for bre- this is, is this a breakfast bourbon? Was that what we're calling it? Breakfast bourbon. I mean, it's it's a it smells great. Like it's not obviously four years. It's got a, a, a tinge of oak, but you get all that corn and rye just like 
And I don't want to be the guy that, that adds the other thing. If you like bourbon, you will like the smell of the corn and the rye or the corn and the wheat or the corn and the barley, or, you know, whatever, however they mix it. You will, re- at 45 weeks in, I can recognize those things more than I can. Fucking luck. Oh. Custard, all that bullshit. <laughs> so, how many bottles? <laughs> That's a one and a half, bro. One and a half bottle. Now, so the the. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> this is a re- repeat of I think it was episode two. <laughs> you need some water? <laughs> ain't no, I ain't raised no bitch. <laughs> You you raised yourself. God damn, David! Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know what just happened, I took it's probably two ounces. I had about an ounce left. Had half an ounce of sip, and then I just killed it. Yeah, and I don't recommend that shit. This seems now, like one where this would be a great yeah. mixer. Hundred yeah, percent, a great mixer. Yeah, or on the rocks, uh, water water it down a little bit. So while Gary recovers. I've got a, <laughs> uh, we also have to drink some beer tonight. So I have a beer from a local brewery here in Cincinnati, an award-winning beer, multiple time award-winning beer. Listen, everything is won an award that we've ever drank. Somewhere three, it's won an award. Yes. Uh, three time, three times in a row, this beer has won, I think gold. It was definitely medaled at Great American Beer Festival, which is the highest honor in the u.s pretty much that any beer could get and three years in a row brink brewing has come home with the gold medal for this beer hold the reins english mild um which is a they just actually started canning here uh, not too long ago actually i think in february so these are like first the first cans right off of the right off of the line and i've i've had this beer before um have not had it in cans which is is awesome um, have you ever had an English mild before? I don't know. So one of my favorite styles because it is a light beer. It's like a table drinking beer. It's this one I think is 4.8% and it is not heavily, uh, carbonated. Like I did a pretty hard pour and you can see like, that's all the head you get on it. Like maybe an inch, nothing too crazy. Dark beer. Um, and it, it uh, yeah, I just checked. have you are, have you already had one of these before today? I saw the picture. Yeah, I hadn't had it in cans before today. So this. I is mean, did you have you had one of these beers from the cans yes. today? Yeah, yeah, not not before today. I bought a six pack of these bad boys. Anyway, this is the type of beer that Gary would like. I started drinking, and we're going we're getting out of dark beer season. It's March. Heading into April, I'm like IPAs, light beers. Um, but I wanted to give a huge shout out to Brink because they are uh, in a, a awesome award winning brewery uh, over in College Hill in Cincinnati. Really small operation, but they've continued to expand um, over the last year or so, and just consistently put out really really good beers. And uh, cheers to them. This is a like a, a four to four and a half out of five bottle caps for me beer. It's one that I would drink all the time. And I love that it's in cans. Now I can have it in my fridge whenever I want it. It's smooth. It's like a cream. It's like cream. Have you ever had Guinness? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. So you you know how you have that like creaminess of the Guinness at like a light like European style, which Guinness is an Irish stout, but this is an English model. You get that a very similar mouthfeel. It's 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 not heavy on the malt, like it's not heavy on on like that that beer flavor that a lot of people don't like. It's and it's not super hoppy, um, smooth, creamy, goes down easy. This is one where if I want to drink some bourbon, but I also want some beer. This is my side beer that I'm having with some when I'm if I'm doing a bourbon tasting, um, which we need to do. We need to come. You need to come, or I can co- I can go there and we can do. I want to do like a uh, a blind tasting of like eight to ten bourbons, just a little tiny bit, like not not full, not even an ounce. But uh, I think that'd be good of, of trying some of the ones like high end, low end, high rye, low rye kind of all over the place have someone else pour them for us and uh this would be like my palate cleanser what's the palate cleanser when you eat sushi what's that shit called wasabi wasabi uh is it not ginger is it ginger i don't know it's a little cream looking stuff no i don't know i don't really eat sushi that much because there's not really i'm actually allergic to shellfish are you so I can't eat a lot of the suit. I can eat like tuna, like tuna rolls. Veggie sushi is actually good. If you like like the flavor of like the, the rice. Did you run good vegetarian did, sushi? Did Angie mention my vegetarian only fans? Was she <laughs> she did. The- she was way down for that. So And then she gets like a triple about- whopper at the end. <sighs> yeah, I don't know about that part. But she was way into that like here's how you cut a bell pepper and people just watching it and i mean i would pay but it, I, but it has but luckily it leads I up get that show for free so to the season finale she doesn't have to show her face it can just be her hands cutting that stuff and then <laughs> we get the face reveal and a big mac or a whopper or just a homemade yeah. burger i think we're i think that's there's a uh documentary i think it's on hulu about only fans and just a crazy amount of money that those people make. Yeah. That's enough about Olive. <laughs> that's enough. I, I get myself in trouble too much with that. So well, I'm uh, just saying it, the, that genre in general just fascinates me. She did like the, the veggie. The, the same veggie. with like Twitch, like the people that are making a bazillion dollars on Twitch, live streaming video games. I see, yeah. I see like little kids that I know and they'll, they'll talk about, um, you, a YouTube channel and like, yeah, I watched it like 75 times the mm-hmm. same video. Like, yeah, I can't like, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews and, and, and they're all, they'll be like, yeah, uh, I watched the same. I, 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 I need them to come off the new videos because I've seen all of the ones that they have 175 yeah. times. Yeah. That's how they make money on, on YouTube. Like the kid, Ryan, Ryan toys or whatever his name is. Yep. made like $5 million last year. And, and YouTube. He, yeah. You know he's gonna grow up being an asshole. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be like the next uh uh was it Screech? He's just dead. like doing celebrity boxing. Um yeah. It's so we're we're coming up on the one year anniversary of this COVID nineteen stuff. That's yeah. If it wasn't for COVID nineteen, I don't know that this podcast would exist, to be honest. We'd flirt we I don't even know if we even talked about it. We just knew we, we had a good time. 
like it'd be a good time to start a podcast during you know while everybody's at home and can't go anywhere. I think everybody had that idea as well. But we are nothing if not like we are like with bluegrass MMA. Every we started. I mean, you started it kind of around the bluegrass around the same time everyone else was doing it, Mm -hmm. and then people did it for like six weeks, and you're like, well, no, I'm we just hung out and sold it for a billion dollars. That's right. One billion dollars. <laughs> um, but things are like the numbers are low. We've got the vaccine rolling out. Stimulus checks just hit. I think everybody feels a little hood rich right now. Or I, I said this to my boss. Like I would gladly give up this stimulus money to somebody that, that needs it. You know, we set thresholds on money or whatever where the cost of living where you're at is more than where I live now. So like as a couple 150,000 in Hawaii, isn't the same as 150,000 in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's all so weird to me. This influx, like I saw saw a meme. It was uh, my stim or my stimulus and my tax returns hit at the same time. And it was the meme from house hunters. And it was like my budget just went up from a three point nine eight million dollars. You know, my budget went from a hundred and twenty thousand to yeah seven hundred fifty thousand. That's right. <laughs> my wife's a part time kindergarten substitute, and I, you know, work at the dog food factory. It's those those are the craziest shows to me. Did we talk about this about the house hunters thing? Yeah. No, uh, my wife is in. 90 day fiance hell. Oh, sh- we, uh, we, we briefly talked about the, 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 the person from, from Kentucky. That was Cornette, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or he was on before the 90 days and those people on that show. So she's watched a lot of it. Like, I mean, she would be the first to admit like, okay, I don't know the premise. Like, you, you have yeah. to run this, th- run this through me. So people meet someone online and in a different country and they bring them to the U.S. on a on a ninety. You can get a ninety day visa. And ninety day sex visa. Yeah. So if on day ninety, they either have to get to be proposed to to get married, so you can stay in the country, or they're like, I oh, know, I'll pass. You go back, send me another one. So this one, it just seems there's a lot of room for fuckery in this whole. There is, and and that's the whole premise of the show. But then also. Uh, there's before the 90 days where even before the person goes and, and brings the person to the U S they travel to that person's country. So Patrick went to F- Paris, France and found out that the woman that he was dating online had a boyfriend. I don't know if you knew that or not. So, all right. So do you think people go to like third world countries? They're like, I'm in uh, Zimbabwe. I'm in, uh, you know, wherever, like, They'll go to like the. I'm this going to visit village. Stephanie in Tanzania. Yes, Tanzania has been. A, there's a a guy from Tanzania on there. Uh, there's this guy that went to this like remote village in uh, Brazil, and I'm like, Wait, how does this person even have internet? She doesn't even have a a door on her house. <laughs> how is she meeting people on? That's the- why it's all like I can't take any. Um, I can't take any reality. Oh, it's not. Re- it's the opposite of re- of reality. But yeah, the but- thing I want to so so and, and my wife is very upfront about it. Like this is like my like tra- this is what like my trash TV of like yeah. what I watch. 
And I'm like, I've watched maybe 10% of the amount that you've watched of this show. I literally know every single thing that has happened because the whole show, all it is is recaps and doing the same thing over. And it's like a preview of the recap of the preview. And it's, it's like a, it's kind of like the, uh, like time warp. Like you don't really know what's happening when there's some really, but the characters on it are just so good. Like, if you oh, ever, and they're just that yes, characters. Characters. I and know Patrick Cornette. Yeah, I, you know he's he's a character. He he, but he definitely plays. Like I've seen snippets of that. Let me and I told you about this before the show. And take this. Your time will will evaporate because last night I spent too much time. Like should have been asleep two hours before I actually fell asleep because. I got on this true, these true crime stories, right? And it's yeah. these, there's a couple different very, there's, and I, I should have wrote down their names, but there's a girl who does her makeup while she tells the whole story. Oh. And then there's another girl who's just like, you know, they're 15 to 20 minute long videos of just a case. And they're all kind of, so what fascinated me, and they're not all true crime. Like most of them are, you know, murders or missing people. But there's a couple where it was these kids who they believe were reincarnated. Uh-huh. So they told these stories of these kids, you know, and they all had the same like MO. They started talking when they were six months old and they were super smart. But then they like some weird things like they're like, hey, um, like this one kid always talked about Pam. And they're like, who's Pam? Yeah. No. And the kid was like, oh, I'm Pam. They're like, no, you're Luke. He's like, no, and I, you're right, but I was Pam, and then I died. And he's like, I jumped out of a building. It was on fire, blah, blah, blah. So the mom, like, they stop asking him about it. And then finally, curiosity gets to him. They Google this fire in Chicago, like fire in Chicago, death, Pam. Sure enough, it was Pam. There was a Pam that died. And so they're like, this is too weird. So they put, like, pictures of these people. And they're like, well, which one were you? The kid picks out the right picture, tells the story of the day that that picture was taken. And the Pam was African-American. Luke was white. I think he lived in Cincinnati. Um, And so as she's learning this about Chicago, she's like, the, the funeral home was in a predominantly black neighborhood, all this stuff. And so she's like, Luke, what, what skin color was Pam? He's like, duh, black. And like, it's just so weird. Like, and it's, it's my trash. Sounds legit. Yeah. So it's, it's also weird. <laughs> Spears delicious, by the way. Brink brewing. I mean, and where are they at? In Cincinnati, Ohio, College Hill neighborhood. If you live in Cincinnati, you have not been to Brink. Slap yourself on the hand right now, because that's a that's a no no. Get to Brink, get some of their beer; they're awesome. Or go to your local bottle shop. Or it's in freaking Kroger now. Is you it? can get a six pack at Kroger, and they have they. So they went big. They were they they won medals for two different beers at Great American Beer Fest. They canned both of those. They canned like four or five other beers. They're going big out of the gates with this canning. And we've talked so much about canning. I'm like, I'm over the whole canning 
thing. It, it's, Can some it's green awesome. beans and then tell me about it. All right, kids. Like yeah. if you didn't grow up that breweries are canning and I, I love that it's the mostly the ones mostly the ones that are good that are are successful and th- th- that's what happens when you support the places that you like that make good products they have the ability to make more money and then invest in things like canning and then you get more of their beer and their beer comes to where you go buy your green beans or you go buy your sour patch kids and you go buy beer green beans, sour patch kids and leave. And then you come back cause you forgot to get Sudafed and then you leave again. That's very specific, David. <laughs> I, just, I always, you ever try to like think of like the weirdest like combination of things that you could buy at the grocery store to like, I mostly go through the self checkout now, but the weirdest so like a hammer, some rope, KY jelly, and a full ham <laughs> <laughs> and a rotisserie chicken. This is what are you going to do tonight? Uh, I'm hungry. So this yeah. is really <laughs> I mean, we I'm, call that snack chicken here. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you know, you get that uh, that rotisserie chicken from Kroger in the little bag. Home, I would, we don't eat it on the way home, but it's we call it snack chicken here. That's your your chicken. That's a snack. I can eat the yeah. I could eat all of it. Just grab a wing. Just take the, just take your hands and get the get those big white white meat chunks. Oh shit! Now I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that was I figured out what our uh, what our thing is going to our our video that we're going to cut up this week is so <laughs> snack chicken. How's how has an hour already went by? I don't know. Time flies when you're here. And we talked like 15 minutes before, so it's time. That it, I know everybody's excited for for us to talk about our playlist. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck did you pick? The, I don't. So I feel like you already picked one of these songs. Did I already pick it? So mine is is a song. Uh, I kind of been on an '80s kick recently, like '80s pop. Did, did you even live in the '80s? Like, what year were you born in? '89. Yeah. So you, that you're not an '80s kid. I'm an 80s baby. I was born in October of 89. So. <laughs> All of two months. It's like the uh, Homer Simpson's uh, Homer Simpson's was his mom's friend or whatever. They had a, a, a VW bus and they're like, I kind of feel it. Like, and they sold it. They're like, I feel like the day the day we sold it is the day the 70s died. It was December 31st, 1979. <laughs> That's the episode where he finds out that his middle name is Jay Homer yeah. Jay Simpson. Um, anyway, <laughs> enough Simpsons. See if we got Simpsons trivia. I got that. Got that on you too. No, you don't. I, I don't know everything, but I got I got a lot of it. Like if past season fifteen, if you're up to date, you probably beat me because it. That's about when I. It gets a little weird. I'm a little. Old. I'm I'm old school. When back when Maud was still alive. How did Maud die? Mm, trying to remember. All right, tell me your episode, and I'll I'll remember. I don't have any. I'm not googling anything. So, or tell me your song. Uh, you don't know how Maud died. I'm trying. I'll remember it. Trying to trying to channel that episode. Trying it, to channel. I'll say this: it yeah. was the first episode of that season. Uh, my song this week, and it's funny because I let my daughter listen to it in the car the other day. Alien Ant Farm. 
smooth criminal. Now we've done covers for the for the playlist and stuff, but I feel like Alien Ant Farm maybe their only hit, uh, which it wasn't even an original, but the way they covered and, and the original Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson is amazing as well. So Yeah. That's a awesome cover. I remember that song was like on when I was young. That song was like on the charts, like top charts because it was from Alien Hand Farm or Michael Jackson. Which one? No, no, the Alien Hand Farm version. Uh, The Michael Jackson version came out probably before I was born. It's from the eighties. But the Smooth Criminal was was released June twelfth, two thousand one. That's what uh, I thought. American Radio. See, I would have got that question right on trivia. You? No, I said oh one. Go check the tape. Oh, rewind. All right. I said oh one. So Wait, how old were you in oh one? I remember it literally being on TRL. That's how Who was the host of TRL? Carson Daly. Alright. How did Maud die? I think she was uh was she hit she was hit by something, like a car or a train or something. Was it she was hit by something. Was it the uh monorail? Mm-mm. No. She was, she was there at the top of the stadium. Homer was standing there trying to get a free t shirt. They shoot oh, yeah. the t-shirt. T-shirt he, he ducks. It hits Maud and she dies. Falls off and dies. And then Ned goes on like all the date the dating spree. Did he Homer have makes life? a dating video? That's how dated that is. Homer <laughs> makes like a VHS video for for uh Ned. And, he and Lisa is or... like, you don't need to do the star transitions. Star yeah. <laughs> all right, star swipe. I think we need to do some star swipes on this. But did he open the leftorium before? Yeah, after? way before that. Okay, that's what I thought. And Homer wished it bad, and it was going bad, and then Homer saved the leftorium. Anyway, enough Simpsons. I watched like six episodes today. I wasn't feeling good today. I like took a nap, woke up at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. This daylight savings time, wherever the hell this. Yeah. We need to outlaw that. Anyway, David, what's your song? My if- song is the 80s song. Uh, by Holland Oates, Rich Girl. It's if so I was a rich girl. Oh, that's not. Oh, did, there. Did Gwen Stefani cover that one? No, it's that's not the same song. No, it's she's a rich girl and she's gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl. All right, <laughs> you going. But that's all we we ha- we have to pay royalties if we do anymore. All right, so Hoodrich, Dave and I have been talking about upgrading this I, whole system. So I, if I get the right equipment, I think I can play songs in the middle of this. I'm not sure. Yeah, but we we're not trying to get too big, but we are approaching a year. And if you there's, I know there's been people that have listened to every episode, and for those people, I love you. I appreciate that. Uh, it is so fun, like to talk about the podcast with people at work or my friend group that maybe catch a bourbon notes and like, oh, because in the beginning, I feel like we we're so inconsistent with bourbon notes. It's been hard to like get a footing. Yeah. But, but we've had some nights where it's been popping and they'll, oh man, I want to get on there and drink bourbon with you. Or, you know, I met a guy in the grocery store that I know. And he's like, hey, man, I I got some George Dickel. We can come over and, and drink it in your basement. And I was like, yeah, like, sure. Well, I, like, am I just that's a neighborhood whiskey. drinker now? You know? You say, no, that's Tennessee whiskey. The show is called Bourbon Notes. So yeah. 
No, thank you. But look at this. I told Abby <laughs> yesterday, which was a mistake, bro. I don't know. I saw um, you have your bourbon, your spirits bar that you you bought from Emsy, right? Yeah, that's the. Bar. It's like get. It's a bot for things from. Yeah, I saw you bought something. You bought us glasses, right? You bought some highball yeah, glasses. Some vintage uh, Jim Beam highball glasses. I'm excited about those. Yeah, one's from Turfway Park. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but so I was like, hey, I want to. I was like, because she's crafty and all that. I said, I need a shelf. I want to redo this whole background. Like, and I want a new day. I like so much shit I want to do for the podcasting world. And she's like, yeah, I need a truck and we need to go to Louisville. I was like, no, 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 no. I just want a shelf. Like, just like <laughs> go on Ikea or Amazon and get me a shelf. But it's all, it has to be a project from her. I love her. She's redid so much. Like she's, we've bought brand new stuff and she has refinished it to make it look old, like brand new. And yeah. she'll paint it and rough it up. And I'm like, whatever. I've been, she does have a, a, a really cool style. Like she has her, definite style like our kitchen table was just like rustic chic i would say sure i just made that up and hopefully you don't get offended but i like abby's style and i'm glad so one time she found an armoire on the side of the road and it's it's in it's in the basement I, i can see it right here but brings it to the house like it's busted broke and it now holds crap in the basement like we're looking, I'm we're looking at houses and things, and like I definitely want a podcast area. Uh, but she said this spring we we have to clean this basement. Like there's a crib, there are six couches. Uh, I could outfit a college kid's apartment right now. <laughs> yeah, I got two uh, brothers that might need that stuff. So yeah, so tell, it from Kentucky. They can have this desk. Yeah. I don't know that they're strong enough, bro. I've seen them. I don't know that they can lift it. That's well, I don't know. Well, they're to. they're stronger than you would than you could think. Than you well, would think. Listen, I'm strong. I know I'm strong. I can't lift this motherfucker. I helped someone move a couple weeks ago and that was I love moving. I'm the weird person. Like when Fuck. you helped me move, yeah. I loved it. I, there was a smile on my face that whole day. Right. No. Hell no. I, that's the word. That's the reason I've stayed like I'm looking at a and the, I'm I'm not the cleanliest person, right? I'm not it my wife stresses out about clutter and a dirty house. Me, I don't give a shit. Clear me a path to the refrigerator, to the bed, whatever. Like I'm it does not phase me whatsoever. So the basement is like our jump. Yeah, you just out of sight, out of mind. I'm looking at probably 70 Amazon boxes in front of me. Will you just keep the boxes? We Well, we burn them. Like we have fire, like fire pit time and stuff. Like we burn just them. Burn them in your kitchen. Just put them on the stove. Just burn them. Put I, them on the gas stove. When we had the ice storm, this is the story I'm going to leave you with. We had the ice storm, right? We were worried that our electric would go out and all that. And so I went and bought a starter log from um, Abby just texted me and said, not tell people how disgusting the basement is. Sorry, baby. (laughs) 
but she thought we could cook on the fire pit outside. <laughs> so we would, I was like, do it. We don't have anything like it. No, that, but in her head, worst, worst case scenario, we're going to go outside in the ice and snow and cook. Uh, that's she said, don't be sorry. Clean it. Like Harlan's got a tricycle down here. It's just, that's exactly uh, what I was, would expect to be Abby's response. <laughs> don't be sorry. Clean it. Yeah. Like I've wanted for two years to, to rent a dumpster. And this is, I'm all in. Uh, she said that was a brilliant plan. I'm a survivor. She, I don't know how she hears me, but you can get those like the, the Baxter bags, get that. Although they, those things fit a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just want to throw everything away. If it, if I've not seen it and I don't know what it is, like we'll keep Christmas decorations and some, I don't, I don't, I'm sure there's stuff and the burp and the burp, which is almost taking up this whole, like it's, it's this deep. This is all bourbon right through here. Oh shit! I knocked it over. Yeah, knock that over. Uh, and also, I don't, can you hear that? There's yeah. bourbon in this drawer. Like I pull this drawer out, bourbon. Which one is? Oh, is that your? Uh, That's Cedar Ridge. I, yeah, I mean, that. you got to put that up front and center for when people come over. I'll <laughs> oh, try try this. Good stuff. Uh, then I got here. I got empty bottles. This is what David and I shared. This limestone branch bourbon whiskey. Oh, that was so good. It's just I'm running out of shit. I'm running out of space. So anyway, and I know that was loud. I'm sorry. It's all right. Share this podcast. Tell somebody that drinks. You need to listen to these two guys. They're dumbasses, but you will love it. We always go off the rails in the last 10, 15. Last week, we really went off the rails. I don't know if you listened to it, but. Yes. We, we have <laughs> all coming up episode. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have. You might get an audience, depending on what day you can do it. A little mini. Listen, that'd be the the pressure would be on you. I don't know how you deal with that, but I'm almost arrogant when it comes to how. Like I could, I would bet you a million dollars I'd beat you in a race. Probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't win. Bet, but I believe I'd win. In your heart, you would. I mean, I'd have to pull a hamstring and like fake it if you were winning or something like that. So. Uh, but share this, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. Uh, to all the new people that have been fluctuating, I see the numbers like slow st- over a year started with like just me and David listening to however you found. Yeah. Uh, so quiz bowl, go Eagles. We hope you have a fabulous week. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. I would love to see him bounce in the first round. By uh, Oral. That would make, or is that, they play Oral Roberts? Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is always. Uh, that would make my blends taste so much better. I'm sure. We, uh, Matt McCarthy, if you've listened this far, I sent you a message. We're trying to hook up on a little, on a more professional setup. So. Yes. With that being said, salute to you. Till next week, Uh, this is episode 45, and we're out.